for the Champions of Growth, a podcast of the Association of National Advertisers. I'm Matthew Schwartz. Our topic today, the proliferation of in-house agencies and the impact on the marketing industry. It's a key trend in the marketing and advertising field, the rise of the in-house agencies. Agency, as brands build and cultivate internal advertising teams to spur efficiencies, increase speed, and reduce cost. The trend is upending traditional agency client relations as the proliferation of in-house agencies shrinks the overall number of ad shops brands and organizations work with and raises the competitive dial among agencies to win the business to begin with. Whether it's reducing expenses for agencies, cultivating more collaboration among the various disciplines involved in marketing advertising and heaven forbid, dismantling the appropriate silos, in-house agencies are winning more alkalites and funding. Indeed, the appeal of in-house agencies is growing fast among C-level executives who are demanding more accountability from their marketing departments. And of course, they're funding in-house agencies in the first place, so they're probably expecting solid returns. In-house agencies have been around for the last several years, of course, and are not exactly novel, but the trend seems to be accelerating at a rapid clip with brands ranging from Walgreens to Cisco to Hershey's launching in-house agencies within the last year or so. Here to discuss these changes and what they mean for CMOs and marketers and the agency world are Aleka Sansom, Executive Creative Director at Red House Creative, Vanguard's in-house ad agency, and Jack Tuber, Managing Director and Creative Leader at PwC and Head of the Creative Team at the company's in-house agency. Thank you both for joining me on Champions of Growth. Jack, I'd like to start with you. PwC's in-house agency launched in 2012, pretty much ahead of the rest of the pack. Give us the snapshot of your in-house agency and what was the initial impetus to start it. Thanks, Matthew. It's great to be here. Uh, Thanks for having me. We started in 2010 consolidating several different pockets of creative that were spread across the firm. They weren't necessarily coordinated. They had grown up organically to serve specific needs of the firm and the practice, whether it was marketing and sales, proposals, internal communications, et cetera. In 2012, I was asked to become creative leader and to really focus on digitizing our efforts. In doing that, we kicked the tires a bit, brought those agency components, if you will, together, there was no real agency, into an in-house agency to serve the firm on a national basis, whereas previously there was a lot of local, regional service happening. Today, we're now 105 people in the U.S. and Mexico, and we do just about anything creative that the firm needs. Uh, I am responsible for that, and the firm is my client. So in a client service business, we are serving one very large client. Is that the really model here, the mindset? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting when you're in the client service business, as PwC is, is everybody is out in the market serving their clients, so they expect a level of client service for their internal resources all around the firm. And in our case, from a creative perspective, that is on par with what we're delivering in the marketplace. So we've got to be at the top of our game. You know, we have account management uh, and all the other function you'd find in an agency. Relationships are a huge piece of this. And central to all of it, really, is trust. And, and I would say, if you look at the difference between 2012 and 2021, we have spent a lot of time working on trust and gaining the confidence of our internal clients. And how has the in-house agency changed the dynamic for developing ad creative 
and uh, leveraging those assets, monetizing those assets, foundation of content rather than perhaps what was the case previously. Yeah, as I mentioned previously, there were pockets of creative working kind of ad hoc, not synchronized in any way. And we had people developing messages and advertising and working with outside agencies, developing message, content, and ads that were not coordinated in the marketplace. And as a result, I think for a lot of people, there was a lack of clarity about what PwC has, was in the business of. Um, there were some things that we were traditionally known for, but we're much more broad-based now. So by coming together and consolidating as an in-house agency and building awareness about what we do, we work very closely with our stakeholders to coordinate, hopefully, a much more uniform message throughout, throughout the marketplace. And how have the changes affected the company's relationships with its agency partners? You're now working with fewer, I take it, than you were per previously? Yeah, we're working with fewer, but I think we're, the relationships that we have are stronger because the relationships that we have where are relationships that the agencies want to have with PwC. Previously, again, in that more fractured world, the relationships tended to be with people. And so I'm very focused on the relationship side of things and building strong relationships seems to be the best way to get the best out of both sides. And so that's what I've been focused on. So we, we are working with fewer agencies and we have a list of approved agencies that we work with across the board. And it's worked out really well. And Aleka, you started your in-house agency at the height of the pandemic last year. Can you talk about that? What inspired the change and doing so at such a precarious time? Thanks, Pat. I'm excited to be here with the two of you today. Yeah, there are a couple of reasons for us um, deciding to make that move from just a shared creative services team to a true in-house agency model at that particular time last year. And one was just as simple as the timing of me joining the company to take on the role leading creative just months before COVID started. So I had brought with me from my previous roles working at top tech companies for the past 15 years before coming to Vanguard, the experience of having done it before, of building up other in-house agency teams, seeing the results, seeing how we were able to speed time to market, build capabilities, and ultimately do more work that drove better business results while motivating our internal teams and really direct culture of innovation and creativity. So mix that with the pandemic actually starting and suddenly we had a need to react to our clients at both a pace and a volume that was just different than it was before and really needing our voice and our story to be primary. And there was just no better team to tell that story than us, the team inside the company. Company. So I had an incredibly talented and motivated team who were on board with the vision within nine months. We built the foundation, we built the process, we built the capabilities we needed to quickly transition the outsourcing of our paid marketing support to doing all of it in-house. And really during that time, being free from the confines of physical space also really helped us freed up our thinking and imagine what was possible because we didn't have to worry about what kind of space we could grow into. So all the pieces, although a very precarious time and a time like no other, actually set us up for incredible success. Thanks, Alec. Like it just as an aside here, I mean, is that really perhaps half the battle here when you talk about, I mean, we just sort of toss it around. Yeah, with, with an in-house model, you just, you walk down the hallway and you have a little yeah. hug rather than having perhaps sending an email to have a meeting to have a meeting. I mean, does that, is that not to be underestimated? 
I mean, for us, it absolutely has been. I mean, just like I said, the freedom to pick up the phone, hop on a Zoom, walk down the hall when we're actually in the office. It's just, you know, it's part of what I think increases the efficiency and the speed of what an in-house agency can do versus an external partner who's never quite as ingrained in the organization the way an in-house team can be. And can you talk about some of the most tangible changes in the marketing department since you uh, took charge in terms of whether it's ad creative or distribution measurement in terms of building a more cohesive unit? It's really led for us to a greater level of collaboration and also integration of the creative team with the rest of the marketing organization. We have a shared sense of accountability now for meeting our business goals, for delighting our clients. There's also collectively a much greater level of experimental and innovative thinking. We can test out new ideas. We can test out new formats and channels at a much faster rate because we're not as concerned about, do we have the right mix of non-working and working dollars? Do we have to worry about scope creep with the, or getting on an SOW for the next quarter quite as much? So it just allows us to move more quickly into expanding into our formats and really adopting that mindset of experimentation. So one benefit being reducing fear of failure. I think opening up the ability to fail more and learn quickly, right? Like when we're not under cost, but you know, when we've got the internal talent, when we could put a couple of different teams on something and get a lot of, of brainstorming coming out of that. Like we, on my team, we like to celebrate even the, the ideas that were really big and out of the box that maybe we didn't go anywhere. Whereas if we were paying a partner to do that, we we're a little less apt to accept maybe those ideas that you know, didn't, didn't quite surface or didn't quite get into execution. Okay. And the agency, how has it affected the relationship with the C-suite? I think open up, you know, a lot of realization and possibilities of what is possible. I wouldn't say that it was sweet feet directive that we create an in-house agency. We just kind of did it. Uh, when I came to Vanguard to lead the creative team, like I said, I came in with 15 years of experience leading national global advertising teams, um, building similar models. So I knew it was possible. We made the case looking at the operational level of effectiveness in terms of cost, speed, pretty much from day one. Um, and we just started to do the work ourselves. And as we did the work, we kept building the right model. We kept building the right structure, the right process, the right tools. And we very quickly and very organically were able to highlight the impact and really prove that the hypothesis was not only right, but that it exceeded even our expectations in terms of the quality of the functions that we created in such a short amount of time. And the dramatic increase we saw in the morale of our teams. You know, we put a case study together, we showed the results, we shared that with leadership, and very quickly it just kind of took off. Um, got a lot of visibility. People are really thrilled now to be able to say that we have these kind of capabilities right inside our own doors. And how big is your team, Aleka? My team, with a few open roles we have right now, we are marching towards just under 100 people. Okay. And looking to expand on that number moving ahead? We hope so. We are continuing to kind of increase the scope of, of what we want to be handling in terms of being Vanguard's agency of records. So we have a what I would consider to be a pretty complete team today. But as we continue to open doors and continue to take on more work, we're constantly kind of evaluating the resourcing that we need. Okay. And Jack, your take, how the NS agency has uh, bolstered the relationship with uh, C-level execs, particularly at such a large institution like PwC. Yeah, I, th I think one of the issues that really scores points for us is something that Aleka mentioned. It's speed. And you, you talked about walking down the hall and having a discussion. You know, we're brought in sometimes to do some concepting. 
on very short timelines. And in general, because we've overperformed in the past, there's a lot of confidence in what we can do. So I think there's a lot, they see a lot of utility just in simply us being able to be quick to market, whether it's the internal market uh, to our own people, because we've got an internal market of about 55,000 busy people, not to mention the external market. So speed's there, and picking up on that as well, there is this shared success mentality that we have. So while we're we're the creative agency in-house, you know, we work hand-in-glove with our marketers, we work hand-in-glove with other parts, you know, our sales part, sales group, and over time, the finger-pointing has totally gone away, because we realize the closer we work together, the more successful we're likely to be. And, you know, in some ways, we're a cost center. Not in some ways, we are a cost center. And cost center in any organization is never a great place to be. So you're always on the hook to provide value and not excuses. And I think we've been able to do that. And the C-suite has continued to invest in us. You know, a few years back, we made the business case and we built a $3 million video studio right in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. And it is a, you know, state-of-the-art facility. And, you know, by the way, the leadership team, you know, gets a lot of use out of that both communicating internally and with our clients. Is it constantly making the case with the C-suite, whether it's just tangible returns or educating the C-suite on where the market is headed, particularly in terms of digital platforms? Is that really the challenge for folks like yourself? The interesting thing about creative is you run into it everywhere. You're having creative consumer experiences everywhere you go, just not inside the four walls of your own organization. So our leadership and our clients, our competitors, everybody is seeing great work. And so there's this innate pressure to produce great work. And you know, it, our creatives are inspired to do it. We're asked to do something different, to present something new and fresh. And I think you know that's new, fresh, and cool are phrases that get thrown at us all the time. So the pressure is there to deliver. And I think that's true across the in-house agency world. And Jack, if you follow the proliferation of in-house agencies to a logical conclusion, as agencies integrate all these new channels for digital, become sort of, in effect, quasi-media companies, grow in sophistication, doesn't that doesn't stand to reason that it's going to be a less prominent role for agencies? I don't think it'll, there'll be a less prominent role. It'll be a different role, an evolved role. And I think particularly for organizations where there is a robust in-house agency presence, I also think there's plenty of uh, organizations out there that will continue to rely on agencies to do the bulk of their creative. So I, in their, in their advertising and media buying and all the rest, I think that industry is, is evolving just as every business is evolving and has evolved over the past you know, 20 years. So we continue to rely on outside agencies, but you know we're not relying on them to do everything for us. We're relying on them to do more specialized things, things that we may not be able to do ourselves, or frankly, where we just need the bandwidth to have people help us execute, or in fact, people help us concept and we do the execution. So there's a lot of shared responsibility there, uh, kind of depending on what the project is. Aleka, what's your take? How do agencies' skill sets need to change to remain viable as the number of in-house agencies grows? Yeah, I think it has to become less about, quote-unquote, award-winning work, and it has to be about high-performing work. Bringing data, bringing insights, bringing metrics are key. I think the days of straight-up retainer arrangements where we turn over the keys to an external partner to drive marketing may not be the future, but there's still ample opportunity for external partners to bring that outside-in perspective, industry perspective, competitive perspective, bringing me the perspectives of things outside my industry that I may not be keeping 
has on top of from other clients that they work with. You know, the huge benefit of an in-house agency team is that internal focus and the understanding of the business and the client, the integration at every level with the enterprise. But a really great external partner will find a way to partner with that internal team and become a real powerhouse duo that brings the best of that internal and external perspective to the table. So just like Jack said, like we use a lot of agencies, not a lot, we use a couple of agencies today that, to help us with extra bandwidth, to help us with some of the capabilities we haven't brought in yet, but also to get just bounce big ideas off of, to gut check with, to get another perspective from. So I think being a source of insights for clients is a, is a place where external partners still have a lot of room to grow and to integrate themselves with any organization. And Aleka, since you came aboard, how many agencies uh, are you? is the company working with now compared to before you took charge? Oh gosh, I mean... If you can ballpark. <laughs> I have a ballpark, maybe about 10, to maybe now about two key ones that we work with and have small kind of open relationships with. Okay, so significantly fewer. Yeah, significantly fewer. We have a lot of partners that we work with that help from a data proliferation and channel proliferation perspective. And a lot of them are also doing creative for us. So really kind of streamlining all of that and focusing, like I said, with us as the internal team, kind of being in the driving seat. And then we have agencies that we use to support us as we need. And how does the in-house agency elect a defined success, say, compared to previously, what it was like uh, without an in-house agency, when it was more just uh, all for uh, outsourcing? Yeah, I think two of the ways are, you know, what we have been talking about a couple of times now, right? The first one you would expect is the cost efficiency. We've projected this year alone by the end of the year, given the types of work and the volume of work that we do, had we had an external partner do it, we'll probably save the company upwards of $10 million in X external production costs alone. The other one is speed, right? We're able to do in weeks or months what took months or quarters to do externally um, at times. But the story has to expand beyond that. So for us, the story is now expanding into metric measurement and impact. Now we can now start to really talk about the value of the model to the business. After building success around the first and second points, cost and speed, you know, we moved fast and furious into setting up the measurement and the metrics that we needed to prove both the perceptual changes with our customers as well as the impact to our OKRs and our business goals the creative team was able to bring. So it's really a mix of, of great work that performs for the business that you can attain in a different way when your internal team is integrated into every part of the organization the way an external partner is not. And lastly, most importantly to me is the morale of the team, right? Really seeing a group of talented creatives being given the space and the freedom to own their craft and be in the driving seat of foundational strategy and creative campaign work has been one of the most satisfying um, wins that we've had. Okay, to sort of piggyback on that, Jack, I wanted to get your take on whether the in-house agency has sort of bolstered the company's marketing and ad efforts by focusing more on what we sort of talked about earlier, relationships rather than transactions. Is that really the fundamental change or pivot here in the market? I think one of the things that really benefits uh, the internal agency and the people, you know, our clients internally is the lack of a need to brief in depth on every project. There is, you know, through our, for example, our account management function, if we have a series of ads for one of our practices that we need to do, the account manager didn't start with the signing of a statement of work. The account managers had a relationship with that part of the business for, in many cases, several years. So there's a foundational understanding of sort of what the messaging is, where the strategy is going for that practice, and who the people are in the practice, right? Their likes and their dislikes. This one doesn't like this particular creative execution. 
So it allows us to work faster, but everybody saves time. Everybody saves time. And I think that's one of the things that, again, people, when we have brought in outside agencies, we do a lot of the briefing as a creative team so that we're saving other people time. We're not exposing them to that. But there's always going to be a learning curve. And, you know, that's good as well, because when people are hearing something for the first time, they may give you some insights based on what they're here, as opposed to, you know, same old, same old business as usual. But I think to me, that's a, it's a huge piece of what makes in-house agencies very effective. And I, and I think the, the successful external agencies looking to work with clients need to really think about how to team with in-house agencies and what the roles and responsibilities are. Sometimes it will be, this is your project, go off and do it. Sometimes it'll be, we're going to work together on it. In my experience, the attitude that the external agencies bring to that discussion often determines, you know, kind of the future direction of the relationship. So our agency is going to have to be more subtle moving forward. I think they're going to have to have situational awareness, like simply crossing your arms and saying, well, you know, in-house is where creatives go to die, and therefore your people are no good, isn't really the way to build a great relationship. Understanding the motivations of individuals who come in-house is helpful, and that there's real talent in these in-house agencies now. Right. It is. It, there's real talent and people have made life decisions one way or another to come in because, you know, at the end of the day, all businesses are people businesses. And I think the relationship that is the most successful is one where there's respect on all sides. Right. So supple may be one way to describe it. I, I would just say bring an open mind and an understanding that there are good people in in-house agencies and just as there's re you know really good people and external agencies. Are you getting a little of that attitude from the agency side that though in-house agencies is where creative goes to die? Yeah, I think if you go to any conference, there's always a little bit of shade being thrown. And it's fine, right? I mean, first of all, who doesn't like a little competition? But second of all, you know, we, I don't say that I, I walk around with a chip on my shoulder, but I do respect great work wherever it's being done. And I don't really look at the sign hanging outside the shop that produced the great work to determine whether the work is great or not. And as we well, like jump shifting. Yeah, I think it's shifting a little bit, though. Like in the eight years that I've been working with in-house team, it's funny when we first, you know, started operating one at Dow, which is where I came from before Vanguard, you know, it was like begging talent to come work for us. But by the time I left, we were turning talent from top agencies all over the place away. I think when people start to see the work, when you start to win awards, when the industry starts to recognize what you're doing as an in-house team, and then the benefits agency life versus um, corporate life, I'm seeing a big transition in terms of people with really strong traditional agency backgrounds knocking on our door wanting to be a part of what we're doing. So I think there's still a little bit out there, but I definitely think it's starting to it's starting to wave a little bit. You bring up an interesting point, Alec. What about generationally? Are you seeing perhaps seeing folks who uh, now might be more inclined to join the in-house, whereas perhaps five or seven years ago, they'd be looking more to the agency world because of the perception of what the agency world could offer as opposed to the realities that corporate could offer? Yeah, I think so, for sure. I think it's generational, but I see, a, I don't think it's just generational. I think, like I said, because this notion of in-house agencies has continued to grow, has continued to create traction, it's not a new thing anymore. I think it's something that people are pretty familiar with. And when you see them, you know, being competitive and, and the quality of work that's coming from in-house teams, I think that for a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons, stages of life, generational, et cetera, working on the agency side is fun, right, to 
it's not. And sometimes you want to be on the other side of the phone and you want to be more ingrained in a business and you want to have a, something that's a little bit more stable. So like I said, I'm seeing a lot of people with very kind of traditional agency backgrounds, not really anxious, kind of get out of traditional agency working environments and, and get into a corporate environment, which, which is good for us, which is good for everyone. It keeps the talent kind of moving across the industry on both sides. And Aleka, what are the challenges moving ahead for in-house agencies as the market matures and more brands put out their own shingle, so to speak? I can speak to some of the challenges that I've seen. Um, sometimes there is a tendency to not realize that it's not just the build it and they will come scenario when you build an in-house agency, that when you build something new, the change management that goes along with that, we still pitch for new business, just like an external agency would pitch the new business where we're working with a new part of the company, bringing your stakeholders along, you know, providing that same level of strong account strategy and account management is all necessary to really prove that the internal bench strength is there and that our stakeholders are going to get the same, if not better quality using the in-house team. But I think often you can see such a clear operational case on paper that you think it's a no-brainer that everyone will want to kind of flock to the in-house team. But that change management and making the organization really feel great about that change makes a huge impact. And it's also a good reporting, like I said, and good metrics. You can't defend what you can't measure. So making sure that the creative team is set up with the right tools to show their impact um, and to show the metrics and to show the, the contributions and the impact that they also make on business results is really key. Jack, where do you see the ball bouncing here? I think as, as time goes on, it, it's keeping creative inspiration flowing and ensuring that the creatives in an, in an in-house environment have the opportunity to consistently replenish their creative juices, however that is, and doing some things that may not be native to whichever organization they're part of. And I think one of the, one of the observations I have after being part of the in-house world for so long is that every in-house agency is different because they're tailored to the needs of the enterprise they're part of, right? The specific needs, right? So that makes the creative process almost, there's obviously, you know, creativity, capital C, but what does that mean in the context of different kinds of organizations? And then how does that organization itself view creativity and view, are, are the creative folks part of an assembly line? I think we all know that's not true, but if you're an assembly line business, how do you distinguish them culturally so that you treat them and nurture them and keep them you know, well read, well fed and rested to keep their creativity going. I think that's a big job internally because I think that the turnover with in-house agencies probably tends to be less because some of those factors that Aleka uh, mentioned earlier, people where they are at the their stages in life. So I think the focusing on the individuals in the agency is super important. And again, consistently producing great results. And I think you can't do one without the other. Okay, some general takeaways from our discussion, from what I'm hearing today regarding the benefits of in-house agencies, how speed has been enhanced and how important that is in terms of going to market, treating the C-suite and other departments as a client in terms of providing those services. Also, this uh, sort of migration, if you will, that uh, Aleka mentioned about uh, talent uh, coming from the agency side uh, and seeing what in-house agencies uh, can offer in terms of of, uh, building those foundations and, uh, of course, having access to additional resources. Anything salient either of you would like to add here before we put a bow on things? 
Like I mean, for any marketing organization that's thinking about this model or considering it, I would say don't be overwhelmed. Like I, I'd say to any organization who's thinking about is an in-house agency model right for them, start small and you'll quickly realize what you can do. Like we moved fast and we made incredible changes in just a year, but it started with one decision, one small paid campaign in-house and to test out the internal team. And that didn't require any big structural or organizational changes just the courage to do it and then from that one experience we started to write our business case so i would say give it a shot see what the team can do and you'll start to put a plan in place so really the corporate will if uh if you please and jack any uh last uh, comments i think it's always good to have an executive sponsor for this somebody who believes in what we're doing as an internal agency i, I think internal communications is always a challenge in any organization and having a champion at the highest levels is super helpful at exposure building trust, gaining opportunities, and really crowing about the great work that gets done. Big thanks to our guests today. Aleka Sampson, Executive Creative Director at Red House Creative, Vanguard's in-house ad agency, and Jack Tuber, Managing Director and Creative Leader at PwC and Head of the Creative Team, the company's in-house agency. Until next time, thanks for listening.